This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Huge show in store for you tonight. The truth shall set LSU and LSU fans free. I don't know how to put this, but... In about five minutes, we're going to tee off on some son of a bitches. So you're around kids, you're around people, put some headphones in. It's about to get really real. <laughs> it's about to get real. Because some things that happened yesterday were uncalled for. And I'm not talking about the reporting. And you're going to want to hear it. Uh, so we will do a hashtag Rafino's rants. Uh, Ole Miss LSU breakdown. We were off yesterday. Uh, guys just had some things going on. Uh, was not unable to do the show, but glad to be back. So we will break down some Ole Miss LSU. What do I think LSU needs to do to win this football game? And I think that they will, believe it or not. Uh, the search continues. Uh, some things I'm hearing. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that. And I think that it's things that I'm hearing, but guys, at this point, it's rumors. It's not a lot that you can take to the to the bank, but a lot that we can talk about in reference to those rumors. 
This is why LSU and Ed Orgeron has chaos. I will touch on that in the Rafino's Rants. Hashtag Ash Blake like we do every Tuesday and Thursday. And I will give you my picks. I am staying out of college this week. I've been so bad. I'm 11-1 when picking the NFL money line. Guys, I made more money in the NFL than what uh, uh, Warren Buffett makes on a daily basis. I rack big cities, big racks, big stacks. I will give you five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, uh, for sure locks that I have for this week uh, on the money line. But before we get started, guys, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, everybody watching right now, do me a favor, hit the like button, hit the share button. Share to some Facebook groups if you're on Twitter. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Share to your Twitter. Share to your Facebook. We really greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're on Periscope Twitter, don't forget to hit the retweet and like as well. Pound that retweet button. We greatly appreciate that. If you listen to us on the audio podcast, don't forget to subscribe there for all all of you that wherever you listen to uh, a podcast. Um, Blaine Smith, that's not true. I'm not putting your comment up, but that is not true. Your comment that you just put in the Rudy Crew chat. But you can call me Tom Cruise because the truth is about to be let free as my dog's barking. Hey, Fendi, can you please be quiet? The truth is about to be let free. All right. Uh, Devin Stop says, uh, let's effing go Billy Napier's. Um, God bless it. My stupid dog, man. She drives me absolutely insane. I love being back in the studio and the studio's on the new studio's almost done. And I can't wait for the new studio to be done. So she would stop barking. Bindi! Good Lord, man. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Adam says Napier and Mel Tucker are my favorites. I know I've said Franklin. But he chokes in big games. Um, so does I mean you can, look? I got to take care of my dog. Hold on. My wife was locked out of the house, so that's my fault. (laughs) It was my fault. All right. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than good friends over at GM Varndon Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle, RV, than GM Varndon Sons. 225-937-7220. It's 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or tell them your good friends, Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. And our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for so long, and this is where we're going to be using our bets later in the show. We're going to go over to BetOnline and do that. Go with you, Go use your mobile device. Sign up today. Use a 50% welcome bonus and let everybody know your good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. All right. My wife was locked out of the house. <laughs> Pooh Bear says the dog saved your life. The dog did save my life. AB says Fendi and the naked Jaybird unite. That's true. Blake says on Facebook, look, hat backwards, Rafino's rants. All right, we're going to get started. 
yeah, the dog saved my life. So maybe it wasn't her fault. Maybe she was helping me. Maybe she was helping me. Craig Schilling says, Fendi, Fendi, uh, ranting already. Yep. Ma, the meatloaf. Believe it or not, I actually had meatloaf tonight. I had meatloaf tonight. All right. Jay Sedberry says, set it free. So let's let's talk about this. <laughs> yesterday, well, let me back up. If you haven't seen, um, yesterday, or I can even back up Sunday, but Sunday, Matt Trent at WBRZ, who's been on this show, said and, and had a tweet in reference to some sourcing that he got in reference to things that were happening on and off the field, mostly off the field in his tweet with Coach Ed Orgeron. To save time, I'm going to let you go see the tweet if you have not seen it already. However, 72 hours after, and I can give some reference to Matt Trent's tweet, basically what he said was, is that during practice, Coach Coach Orgeron's girlfriends and their kids were interfering in drills uh, just, I mean, and how they were doing that, you know, I, I'm i not going to go into specifics on what I know and what I've even heard uh, and what I know other media members have heard outside of Matt Trent's reporting. Brody Miller from The Advocate, who also reported the same thing, just did not go into more detail. However, yesterday at approximately 7 o'clock, at approximately 7 o'clock, LSU football players took to Twitter. Now, I know this is not going to give me a lot of fanfare from people. I know people are not going to be happy when I say this. But, guys, I got to tell you something. Everybody, every player was quote-tweeting Matt Trent and things that he, or what from what he had said, and said, oh, I've been at practice. That's not true. Well, Miles Brennan was the first one who did it, and the, less, and the rest of the football player council the, the leaders, so-called leaders on the team that came out, quote tweeted it, and said, oh, this didn't happen. Well, let's start off with Miles Brennan. Miles, you, you've been on the training table for two-thirds of your career. How the hell do you know? Guys, Derek Panamski is, a, is the right hand to Ed Orgeron. If you, you don't know who Derek Panamski is, He's a guy that has been a felon and has been arrested in the state of Louisiana for lying to the federal government. Let me repeat what I just said. Derek Panamski is a guy that is a proven liar, a guy that's lied to the federal government, and he is the right-hand man, the right-hand man to Ed Orgeron. So yesterday during the coaches' show, every Wednesday Ed Orgeron has a coaches' show. I get word from multiple people that were at Co- the Coach O show that Derek Panamski was going all over the place, showing his phone to all of the bigger boosters and people that are at TJ Ribs for the Coach O show, stating, did you see Miles Brennan's tweet? We told you this kind of stuff wasn't true. Derek Panamski had these players go out there and quote tweet, quote tweet Matt Trent saying that this wasn't true. Guys, I got to be honest, and I'm about to tell you the truth. The stu- this thing that Matt Trent tweeted is the tip of the effing iceberg of what Ed Orgeron has allowed at his practices. You have women that have been with Ed Orgeron and called themselves girlfriends 
said that she was with Ed Orgeron when pictures were being released, that, yeah, I know that Ed has been with other women. It's nothing new. He doesn't care about the players. He only cares about going and getting booty. That's what she said on Twitter. Apparently one of ex, uh, Ed Orgeron's ex-girlfriends then would wind up going later on and saying that, well, the story's true, but he left out a couple of details. Even though Ed Orgeron has had multiple women at practice. The truth that every LSU fan is missing is that Ed Orgeron was the reason that this shit was going on. You can be mad at Matt Trent. You can be, you can say that story's not true, even I believe, even though I believe what he's saying is 100 percent credible. Ed Orgeron is the reason that this shit was going on. You want to stick up for him? You want to believe Ed Orgeron? Guys, they orchestrated something that made Matt Trent's tweet and Brody Miller, I'm assuming, and so he had to redact his story. They're playing damage control. Guys, wake up because the guy that's with Ed Orgeron right now is not a good dude. He is a proven, in the court of law, a liar. A liar. So before we get into all the things that are going on, I'm not saying anything that's not factual. There's court documents on the Internet that you can find of Dare Panamski that, being arrested. That's not me making it up. We have the proof. We have women on Twitter saying, confirming the story. But yet everybody wants to not do their research. And you know what, Blake? If I don't believe it, it's not true. Guys, that's not how this shit works. You want to know why I'm fed up with the bullshit? It's stuff like this. The chaos. Let's just say hypothetically, everything that Ed Orgeron did was fake. Meaning, every story that you ever heard is fake. It's not true. The photo that was leaked out was fake. It was It was forged. Everything was not true. His off-the-field behavior has caused this kind of chaos around the top five program in the country. Chaos! Let me say this before we get to LSU and Ole Miss, and this will be the last time that I ever refer to this bullshit unless something absolutely blows up like a nuclear bomb. Let me just make this clear. You can come after me, but as Little Wayne says, well, I probably shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't say what I was about to say. But let me rephrase it like this, or let me phrase it like this. Come after me, dude. You don't have to be here, Brady. Brady Broussard says, Blake, STFU, you don't have to be here. You can walk your happy ass right the hell out. Walk out because you've never commented on my show once. 
So somebody comes out and talks about the truth, and you guys don't want to hear it. Kirk Paul says, LSU basketball, side-eye emojis. Y'all want to get into that conversation? That the NCAA is on campus? That Pat Forty's reporting that, that, that allegations, notice of allegations could be true and could be coming? I don't know. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they're coming or not. There's smoke around it. No clue. Personally, right now, to date, at 7.16 p.m. at night, I have no clue if notice of allegations are coming towards LSU. No clue. I hear some things, but no clue. But we want to act like that things that go on that bring attention to LSU in a negative light, oh, well, you know what? You know what? We're going to go after everybody else but Ed Orgeron. The simple fact that the players came out 72 hours after the fact proves to me, confirms to me, Big Cat from Barstool Sports quote-tweeting it, who's good friends with Derek Panamski and Ed Orgeron. The only media member that Ed Orgeron has done a sit-down meeting with outside of 60 Minutes, which was obligated by, for, to, for him to do with LSU, or by LSU, I should say, it's been Big Cat from Barstool Sports. And then he wants to start quote-tweeting stuff. Guys, I was born at night. I wasn't born last night. Wake up and smell the roses. Let's get to some football. Let's get to some football. You guys can be mad at all you want. Whatever. This whole fake media bullshit. Guys, think. You don't have to be here. Read the comment. Read the comment. All right, let's get to some football. Um, Eric says rumors. Eric on Facebook Live says rumors are of Mike Tomlin. I heard the segment. Um, I heard the segment today. Um, from uh, Ryan Clark. <laughs> Look, let's say this. God forbid Mike Tomlin ever wants to be the, the next head football coach at LSU. Guys, it's a no-brainer. He's never had a losing season today in his life. I know what Ryan Clark said on that show today because people were kind of up in arms about it. Um, I think that every coach in college football outside of Nick Saban has question marks around them. Can they recruit? How long has it been since they've been in college football? Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. If he wants to come to LSU, he should be your number one. Guys, he's done multiple things, won multiple Super Bowls, been to the playoff a lot of times, never had a losing season, and the toughest or toughest uh, 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 league of football in the NFL. was a, Has built a culture of good football around Pittsburgh. If he wants to come here, you entertain that idea. But I still don't think that Mike Tomlin's coming. Uh, to that, we do have a game this week. A lot of people um, have been asking the question um, about Ole Miss and LSU because it's something that a lot of people haven't talked about and how LSU can attack Ole Miss this coming Saturday. We all know that LSU 
had a lot of success in the counter-gap run scheme. You saw the two guys, the two guards, constantly pulling, guard and tackle, constantly pulling, generating holes against Florida. The funny thing about that stat and the funny thing about that play is is that stats showed that LSU only ran that play 16 times, and we know that Ty Davis-Price had 36 carries in the game. The interesting thing, and film does not lie on this either, is that LSU did do some other creative things in the running game that did benefit them from running the football. Okay? I think that if – this is how I see the – I envision the game. And I'm going to get to the comments uh, in just a second. But this is how I envision the game. The, the way that I envision the game is, is that I would expect Ole Miss to come out and put some safeties in the box, put more guys in the box to stop that counter run spell the pulling guards or tackles, and make sure that the counterplay does not work for LSU. If they show that, and if they do that, Max Johnson is going to have to pull it on some type of RPO like he did with Jeray Jenkins on his second touchdown. I think that LSU, if they find a way to run the football, has a good way or can have a good way uh, or of maintaining the clock a lot like Alabama did to Ole Miss. Guys, if the way to beat Lane Kiffin and the way to keep that game close, and we even saw Tennessee a week ago do this, is that if you're effective running the football and can hold on to the ball and keep Lane's offense on the sidelines, you can have success. You know, normally, it, it you know that it's the kind of the old saying you want to run the football to keep your defense on off the field. I'm not saying that you have to go full less miles here, but what I'm saying is, is a good way is that, yeah, yeah, you can still run tempo. You can still get plays in, but know that you need to kind of calm the clock down and run a little bit of clock. LSU lucked out last year from throwing the ball to Kayshawn Booty over and over and over again from Max Johnson. I don't think that they can do that this week and win this football game. They're going to have to consistently run the football like they did against Kentucky, even though they did not win that game. They're going to have to build off last week, and Ty Davis-Price is going to have to get going. Defensively, I've said this, and I said it Monday, and I will restate it again today. Um, defensively, I don't know what LSU – you know, LSU is going to have to rotate guys in and out. They're going to have to find a way to keep guys fresh, especially early in the game, because Lane is the type of guy that wants to put – at least 80 to 85 plays on you at minimum. And so you're going to have to keep guys fresh. Um, If I'm LSU, I don't know what LSU has to lose here. I even think LSU can go down like they did against Mississippi State and go three down linemen on third down and make some things happen. Now, do they have the depth at, at corner to be able to do that? I don't know that. But I think that they can utilize guys like Sage Ryan, who technically, if you want to, he's not technically a safety when he's been in that nickel. And you have guys like Cardell Flott and Dwight McLaughlin that's also been out there. Who can be the other guy that can step up if you want to go in a three-man front? If I'm LSU, I incorporate those kinds of things. But I think LSU, for the first time, maybe since even the Dave Aranda era, under Ed Orgeron defensively, they're going to have to send some pressure. They're going to have to get after Matt Corral, who is injured. And really, if he's more of a st- more statuesque, you're going to have to get after him. We saw what Dave Aranda did to Tua Tagovailoa when he was hurting with hobbling with an ankle. You're going to have to do stuff like that, and you're going to have to heat, his, heat him up very religiously. Very religiously. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Uh, Edwin says, so are the players lying? I never said the players are lying because I think the players were told what they were told. I think the players were told to do that, and they did what they were told. 
I never said the players were lying. I'm talking about the PR nightmare that is Ed Orgeron. The PR nightmare that is Ed Orgeron. Guys, he's fired, and he's still a PR issue. This should be a very happy time for fans and Ed Orgeron. Instead, what it is, is another PR blunder after the man was fired. You know, Scott Woodward all but told you what he thought of Ed Orgeron in that joint press conference when Ed was asked about the social justice march from LSU, and Scott said, Ed, don't answer that. I will answer that. Because he knows the issues that come with Ed Orgeron when he opens his mouth to the media. Guys, in a press conference, you can say, no comment. Yeah, uh, no comment on that. We, uh, me and the players talked about it. We came to an agreement. We did some things and, and joined in. And, I, you know, do whatever you got to do. March with them. Guys, it's a football team. You got to be one. You know, it was like Ed talks about one team, one heartbeat. It was my my heart, my heartbeat. Or my team, my heartbeat from Ed Orsron. My team, my heartbeat. Uh, Daniel Bentley says, run the ball. Hell yeah. You got to run the ball to win this game. You got to run the ball to win this game. Lamar Williams says, Tomlin can't make more at LSU than NFL. Um, No, but I, it wouldn't shock me if, if LSU, if he wanted to entertain it, if LSU get, made him one of the higher paid coaches in, in college football, it would not shock me whatsoever. Whatsoever, it would not shock me. Boy, don't you love text after you go on a Rafino's rants telling you to calm it down? Guys, I'm not calming it down. I'm not calming it down. Uh, Marvin Mackey says, play action, first play of the game. I would do that, and I would even, um, you know, Marvin, to, to, to that point, I would even, even if it you run the counter, just do an RPO off of it. Do an RPO off of it and see what happens. You got to get your players, your playmakers in space. Get it to guys like Brian Thomas, uh, uh, Malik Neighbors, Jack Besh. Uh, Deion Smith is out for the game. Chasen Hines is also out for the game. But I think that Marlon Martinez is obviously an upgrade after what we saw him do last week. If Even if Chasen Hines was available to go, he would not be starting over Marlon Martinez after what he did last week. Uh, everybody join us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Uh, Derek Street says 12 to 15 play drives. If LSU can find a way to do that, they will win the football game. If that happens, they will win the football game. Um, I see a lot of people in the chat talking about Ed winning out. Uh, Joe says Ed ain't winning out, but uh, Dylan says Ed O wins out, question mark. Don't be a buster, answer the question. Um, I didn't see it. I mean, guys, you do realize that we have uh, we have a lot of comments in here, Dylan. <laughs> we have a lot of comments in here, bud. Um, he's not winning out. Guys, you're going to lose to Alabama. Uh, sorry to tell you that. Sorry to tell you that. Uh, Brett, Toops sends, Brett Toops sends us some stars via Facebook, and I saw, saw earlier somebody sent us some super chats. Uh, I really appreciate that, guys. I really, really do. Um, Bunny says, I smell a flea flicker. Do something. You know, I, I had the TikTok thing or the, the video we posted on TikTok, the AYS TikTok saying um, something. Uh, what was the, uh, oh, the Coach Herman Boone reference. Fake 23 blast with a backside Georgia reverse. 
Fake 23 blast with a back, backside Georgia reverse like your life depended on it. Guys, I, I don't know what Ed's got to lose. Now, there's some rumblings out there that he's wanting to keep his job and why he's do, why he did what he did last night with him and Panamski. Um, and, you know, he, you know, he thinks it's a joke. But if I'm Ed, I mean, guys, he's got nothing to lose at this point. However, you know who you, you know who does have a lot to gain this week is Lane Kiffin. Guys, this is an interesting game. It, it, we have been hearing about Lane Kiffin as soon as we knew that Ed Orgeron was fired, even before Ed Orgeron was fired. And I think that he wants to make a a a or give Scott Woodward a reminder that he's one of the top dogs at the table that he could hire. Um. And I wonder, and I wonder what he's got up his sleeve. Now, it's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, a lot of, somebody asked me today, Blake, what if what if LSU winds up going 6-6? Six and six? Guys like Ohio State did a couple years ago when, uh, not Ryan Day, uh, Luke Fickle was the uh, interim head coach, and they went 6-6. Six and six. Guys, they, they, they hired Obermeyer, and the next season they went undefeated. Um, guys, a, co- a good, competent coach can come in here and win football games. So I, the record right now does not, does not worry me at this point now that we know that we're moving on with Ed, from Ed Wardron. doesn't worry me. I hope that they get to a bowl game. That means 14 more practices. Um, I hope that they do. Jacob Marceau says, hashtag Ask Blake, go listen and research Billy Napier. Man, that guy is growing on me. Jay Johnson feels a guy a guy all about ball, and he clean house. We need that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I've really tried um, – I've really tried to start listening. You know, I know that Kalata had him on today, and uh, he was, like, kind of on and off. Something that was happening with their phone, which technology sucks sometimes. But – um, guys, I'm going to have to do a lot more research. And I, who asked that question? Uh, Jacob, uh, who put the hashtag Ask Blake in there. Yeah, I, Jacob, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. You know, and I, I need to look and see what that game is tonight. I know that they're playing tonight. Let me go. Let's go see. Let's go see. We got a lot of games tonight. We got the Astros. I mean, Astros. We got the – oh, dude, the Braves are up 2 nothing in the top of the first. Oh, dude, they're beating L.A. It's over. <laughs> it's over. How about that? How about that? Browns up seven nothing. Can somebody give me the um? What is the damn two lanes getting beat twenty four to seven? What is the uh ULL score? Because I don't see that yet. Here we go. I don't see the ULL score for some reason. Hmm. Somebody give me the U or or have they even started yet? Because they got a big game tonight with Arkansas State. Uh, Brandon says seven nothing Arkansas. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Jake ha- Jacob says hashtag Ask Blake. What did Coach A do last night? It wasn't what he did. It was what his Derek Panamski did. Uh, Benny Latino says Blake. Honestly, no one really cares what Woodward process process is. I believe he is going to go after someone no one is talking about. He may keep moving down his list to one of his guys we have all discussed. Um, Benny, I don't agree with you that no one cares, uh, especially 
about no one caring what Woodward's process is because the only thing that people talk about on social media from a fan perspective and two-thirds of the comments in, in this chat tonight is, who does LSU move on to? I, I, I think that you're wrong. Actually, I mean, the, the, the comments are obviously showing that that's not true. Uh, but I do agree with you that uh, he's going to go after someone that we're not talking about. Um, however, doing the the research that I have done is, yes, he did that with Jay Johnson, and I don't want to have recency biased when it comes to the Jay Johnson hire. We all knew he was going after Kim Mulkey at A&M. Every, you know, I talked to a couple A&M people that were covering the Jimbo Fisher hiring, and they told me that, look, we all knew it was Jimbo Fisher and that, and that what we was going after Jimbo Fisher – and they said it was the same when he was at Washington, same with Buzz Williams. So is Jay Johnson the only outlier in this entire process? Because college football, from a fan perspective, is much bigger than college baseball, and not a lot of people know a Jay Johnson. A lot of people know who Billy Napier is. Is it because it's a bigger sport? So, Benny, to that, to that fact – considering so many people are talking about who they want to be the next coach or his process, I think that they do want to know. Uh, Ronnie Jenkins says, Lane Kiffin can't keep his feet planted at one place. That's true, man. Uh, Brian Wims asks, is Matt Corral really hurt? You know, that's an interesting question, Brian. I, I don't I don't know that. Um, you know, Ed, for some reason, feels like that Lane is kind of pulling, you know, tugging at his cape a little bit I guess but um Matt Corral was hurt in that Tennessee game like what Lane can't make up is Matt Corral being hurt on the field I mean this guy's trying to win a Heisman do I now do I believe that Matt Corral is going to play yeah like I, I fully expect Matt Corral to play um what I especially in this game so I no, I I think that he plays but he is hurt like we saw that on the field when he was playing against Tennessee like he didn't make that up he didn't make that up. Um, let's see. Roger says, Blake, Ball, what if we, by some miracle, beat Bama? Um, Roger, what would the what would the Rudy Crew want me to do? Do I need would I shave my face again live on AYS if we beat Bama? What do I need to do? Sean Como says Dabo can't handle coon ass country either. Dabo can't hire, can't handle himself. Benny says Jay Johnson wasn't originally in the top three, and he was a great hire. Benny, what I, what I'm saying here is is that it's not about Jay Johnson. We have to look at his coaching searches from all across. One hire can't go be based off of just all of his hires can't be based off what he did just the last time. And recency biased. I think Jay Johnson is a good hire. I'm not saying he's not. But then we go look at Kim Mulkey. We always knew it was Kim Mulkey. We go look at Jimbo Fisher, Buzz Williams, Chris Peterson. Everybody knew that he was going after those specific coaches. Now, does this does this feel a little bit more Jay Johnson-like? Yes. But I think that Woodward did have a process. We've seen the process because everybody calls him a big game hunter. Why would he get the nickname Big Game Hunter if we didn't know his somewhat and a part of his process? Uh-oh. Edwin says 7-7 ULL, Arky State. Okay. 99-yard run? She Sign me up, damn it, Billy Napier. Sign me up. 
someone's going to clip that and I'm not going to be uh uh you know what's you know what's um you know what's interesting is when you have a coaching search when you have a um especially at a place like LSU how much other football you watch you know like how much other football like how many people would be really focused in on ULL if Billy Napier wasn't the head coach and Ed Orgeron wasn't fired? You get what I'm saying? The Washington Paris Free Fair is going on. People going to the Washington Paris Free Fair this week. We're going to be there tomorrow, by the way. Um, is it tomorrow? I don't remember. Uh, but how many people would be locked in that game? I mean, we got uh, Major League uh, Playoff Baseball. Guys, if you don't like playoff baseball, I you got something mentally wrong with you. <laughs> I love it. I'm addicted to it. Uh, Jeremy Gilner, what's up, Coach G? Um, yeah, Benny Latino says I didn't say care. He yeah, he said no, not care. That's my fault. Uh, Jeremy Gilner says the one thing we don't know and may not ever know is is it 100 percent Scott Woodward's higher. Coach G, I, I, I talked about this Monday and I talked about this Tuesday, and um, I mean, I'm kind of on record in saying it. The thing that I've been told uh, from people that's not even around LSU football, but it's around just LSU in the state of Louisiana, they have told me this this, this specifically. I ran it on Monday. I'll, I'll say it again here. Uh, I have been. It has been devol. It has been told to me that William Tate IV, who is the new university president, does want somewhat of a say, everybody chill, in the hire. However, it is going to be Scott's hire. He's going to help Scott. I have, I mean, it's almost to the point confirmed by literally six, seven, eight people um, that he's going to do whatever he can to help Scott Woodward with this coaching hire. So, Meaning, um, hey, look, we need this resource, this resource. We need to be able to tell the the coach that he wants to do this when he comes in. He wants a new. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm I'm throwing out a hypothetical. Coach, he wants uh, he wants uh, uh, turf practice fields, and, and they do turf practice. I don't know what it is. And then he goes to he goes to the president. President gives the okay. All right, yep, let's make the commitment, and they go and do it. That, I'm just giving a hypothetical. I'm just giving a hypothetical. Uh, but in reference to William Tate IV making this all of his hire, no. No. Not happening. Uh, Bunny says blitz his ass from the blind side and knock the crap out of him. They're gonna have they're gonna have to um they're gonna have to find a way to get after Matt Corral if he's hurt. Right? Like they're gonna have to find a way to get after him if he's immobile. Now, last year, LSU could not, when rushing for, get after Matt Corral. Here's the interesting thing. And why I, and, and the Ole Miss game last year conf, almost confirmed to me, and then this year definitely confirmed, that this is somewhat of Ed Orgeron's defense, is if you remember, Matt Corral ran uh, for a lot of yards. Ole Miss had 307 rushing yards. Matt Corral could not be stopped on the ground. But the last play from the last drive for Ole Miss, 
Uh, LSU went three down linemen, and Bo Pelini sent blitzes all over the place. Matt Corral could not contain it, uh, and he got and really LSU's defense got after him, and LSU would got wind up going and winning the game. <laughs> They're going to have to let it loose. They're going to have to give Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral different looks because if they don't do that, guys, uh, this defense who is banged up is not going to slow them down. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Lamar Williams says, LSU beats Ole Miss 41-35. Who else got some skulls up in this thing? Daniel Glenn says, start seeing small chatter about Lane maybe going to Florida if Mullen finds a gig elsewhere. Definitely not. Uh, do not want him coaching in Gainesville. Shit, no, I don't either. Shit, no, I don't either. Hell no, that'd be deadly. Uh, Roger says, Blake, ULL alum here. LSU can, LSU can from birth. Or fan from from birth. I saw ULL as trash, and now Billy's a great coach. I don't know about the uh, tendencies he has. Is because of his quarterback, or is it just him? I would say it's because of his quarterback. I mean, when you have a when you have a Joe Burrow, Walker Howard type of quarterback, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, like example, Jim Harbaugh was a, a power eye uh, a quarterback. I mean, quarterback power eye off offensive team run play action off of it. They draft a guy by the name, you might know him, Lamar Jackson. They completely changed their offensive philosophy. It's still a run-first team, but it's a zone-read, counter-gap scheme, and they want to do the play action with Lamar. When you have that kind of a transcendent quarterback, no matter if he's a good thrower, no matter if he's a mobile guy, you always change your offense to best fit the talents of your quarterback. The problem that's going on with Max Johnson right now is they're wanting to run Joe Burrow's offense and Joe Brady's offense with a quarterback outside and not named Joe Burrow. It's the stupidest shit ever. Huh. Stupid. So stupid. Uh, C. King says Napier is an offensive guy, so if I'm hiring an offensive guy, it bet the best one is Kiffin. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Pooh Bear. What's up, Pooh? He says, I like betting on playoff baseball. I do, too. Guys, I got a parlay here uh, that I think that you guys – let's do that very quickly. We'll get back to some LSU. I got a quick parlay here. Parlay. You best use betonline.ag when you bet this, too. These are my four games I'm going to get a parlay with. I'm going to go Green Bay minus 370 over uh, the Washington football team. The New England Patriots, minus 300 over the New York Jets. I'm going to take the L.A. Rams, minus 1,200. Big. That's big there. Over the Detroit Lions. And give me Tampa Bay, minus 700 over Chicago. That's the parlay I'm going to use. Guys, again, 11-1 in an NFL game. I, I like betting the NFL a lot, especially the money line. It, it's really fun to do. Uh, so, again, I got Green Bay, New England, L.A., and Tampa. Again, Green Bay, New England, L.A. and Tampa, that's going to be my parlay this week. Uh, and, guys, if you hit on a parlay, it's good to hit on the parlays because you can make some serious cheddar cheese, like cheddar cheese when you hit the parlays. Parlay, parfait, doesn't matter. Daddy's getting his money. That's what I know. That's what I know. I'm hitting them parlays. Like I like I'd hit a parfait, I'm gonna scrub that thing, scrub that thing right up. 
Bayou Chubb says, Woodward will hire someone that none of us are even talking about. Book it. Very, very possible. But I don't know what coaches we're not talking about at this point. I don't know what fan, what coaches we're not talking about. Uh, Phil Tittle says, somebody was doing some damage control on the Tate. William Tate uh, wanting influence on the hire. Jordy and T-Bob came out with a statement that sounded somewhat scripted that said this was strictly Scott Woodward's hire. Um, guys, I'm just telling you, I, I mean, well, and then and Moscona, apparently, because everybody sends it to me, said the opposite. I'm just Look, I'm just going to tell you like it is. I, I'm hearing that it is Scott Woodward's hire. I just, I'm, that's what I hear. So, take it for what it's worth. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Pooh Bear says 38-27, the Tigers. Josh says, watch, it's going to be Bobby Petrino. Good God. Mr. Uh, motorcycle blind woman himself, Bobby Petrino. Ty asks, why not Oklahoma to the uh, – why not welcome OU to the SEC and take away Lincoln Riley? I'd take Lincoln Riley. I would 100% take Lincoln Riley. Not even bad an eye if they did it. Probably the only issue – I mean, guys, every coach has issues. Um, the only issue with Lincoln Riley is, is he going to be here forever? And, and the chances of him being here for, I say forever, but 10, 20 years is not likely. You know, he, he will Lincoln Riley be at LSU as long as Saban is at Alabama? I don't know that. Uh, Reed Wilson says, Mel Tucker will be the next LSU head coach. He checks off all too many of Scott's boxes. Very possible. Very, very possible. Uh, David says, LSU 45, Ole Miss 38. Guys, why do I think that this is going to be more of a lower scoring game, like a 35-31? I, and that's, I say that's lower scoring. That's not even really lower scoring. I just can't I, – I, you know, something tells me to take the under on this one. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Pooh Bear says, unless Scott Wilburn hires a high school coach, we talking about our next coach already. We talking about our next – yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Daniel Glenn says, hashtag Ask Blake thoughts on the Bengals and Ravens. Guys, there's no way I'm betting against the Ravens right now. There's no way. And look, I love Joe Burrow better than the next person, but money's money and betting is betting. Uh, I'm not taking the Bengals in this one. Uh, if, if I were to lean – for a money line, it would definitely be Ravens. I don't think, uh, even though I think Joe Burrow is fantastic, and I think that it wouldn't shock me if they upset the Ravens. Guys, there's not, you know, I, I can't bet against pr- pretty much in pr- what some people believe the reigning MVP in Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to do that. I, I think that the running game's too good. I, I want Joe Burrow, and I want the uh, the Bengals to win, but I don't see them beating. I think that from an offensive standpoint, Outside of uh, and outside of just absolutely elite weapons on the outside, the Baltimore offensive line's good. They finally found some running backs after the you know uh, what was it Lamar Jackson? Not Lamar Jackson. Um, damn, the running back was here. For, slips my name. Um, but they did get some some capable running backs and they're scoring. I'm just not. I'm just not taking the Bengals uh, from a betting perspective. I can be rooting for them all I want. Um, 
but I'm not. Pooh Bear says take Bengals in the points. Uh, I, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> guys. They're they're too they're too hot right now. Meaning the Ravens. Uh, Joe asks hashtag asks Blake what makes Mel Tucker such an appealing target. So a lot of people talk about resume on on, on Mel Tucker, and I'm just going to say this: when you talk about resume, sometimes it, it kind of confirms me of people who have never hired somebody in a position. Sometimes resume is not e- not everything, uh, but sometimes it is. You know, but in this situation, I, I feel like that with Mel Tucker, he's a guy that has had success this season as a head coach. He's turned a very bad program around. Guys, look at Colorado. Colorado sucks without Mel Tucker. Well, Blake, they only went 5-7. and seven. Guys, look how shitty they are right now. Guys, they're horrendous. They're horrible. They might be the worst team in the Pac-12. And with that being and with that being said, I mean Mel Tucker was, uh, you know, got that team to five wins. He gets to Michigan State. When he gets to Michigan State, COVID hits. And a lot of people's mad about how he left. But guys, there's no easy way to leave a place. There's no easy way to quit. Meaning, there's no easy way to take another job because the job that you're going to is better than the one that you're at. People are mad at Mel Tucker because he left for a better job. Like, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Well, Blake, he might do it to LSU. Well, it's a risk you take. But, guys, you got to understand, LSU's a damn and fine good job. Uh, I think he's just a really good defensive mind. He builds a really good culture. Um, players love him. Uh, and he's a good, you know, he, he he's a good ball coach, man. Um, I, I like Mel Tucker as a coach. I'm not saying he's my front runner. I'm just saying that I like Mel Tucker as a coach. David says, no, Arizona is the worst team in the Pac-12. That's true. I'm wrong there. Where Blake was right, where Blake was wrong. Uh, Justin says, say it with me. Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda. Possible. Possible. They're definitely making the rounds on who they want to talk to. I think that every name that you're hearing, they're talking to. Everybody that you're hearing, they're talking to. They're not going to – they're not. They're gonna overturn everything. I see some Jeff Halfleys in here from Boston College. You know, guys like Jake Crane from the J Boy Show, who who's been in the coaching profession. You know, says in, in that profession, a lot of people like Jeff Halfley because they believe that he's the next like uh, uh, defensive guru genius. Like mentally, he's just so good. Like, what would happen if he had the athletes? Um, we'll see. Oh, Latavius Murray. Pooh Bear says you're thinking of Latavius Murray. Thank you. Thank you. No, J.K. Dobbins is hurt. Mark Ingram's not there anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm not taking the Bengals, man. Not from a betting perspective. I mean, there's too many there's there's too many better bets out there. Like guys, money line Green Bay over Washington, New England over New York, uh, Rams over Detroit, and Tampa Bay over Chicago. Much better games to bet on. Uh, Dom said Saban hired him three times. That says a lot. Talking about Mel Tucker, I agree with you there. I one hundred percent agree with you there. I don't. I, I don't think that you can um, disagree with that. And look, Saban's talked about Mel Tucker about how he's he's a sound football coach. He's a great technician as a football coach. He teaches great technique. Um, and, and look, he he hired him to coach his baby in the DBs. So, 
and and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna give that up. He ain't gonna give that up. So we'll see. We'll see. And look, I'm not saying it's 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 him. I'm just saying that I think he's just a good all around coach. Uh, Edwin says, "What about Dave Clawson at West at, at Wake Forest?" Yeah. I, I really don't like that when Edwin, honestly. Is it because he's winning, you know? Is it because he's winning? Is that is that it? I would really need to look into him more and be sold on him more than um Oh, and let me tell you all this. From a betting perspective, don't place your bets down on coaches right now to LSU. Don't do that. Just just don't do that. No way I'd do that. Cody says, hashtag ask Blake, I'd take Oklahoma Sooners head coach Lincoln Riley. He's one hell of a recruiter and off- a good offensive mind. I'd take him too. I'd take him too in a heartbeat. No question about it. All right, let's get to like three or four more, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Darren Jackson Jr., what's up, Darren? He says, people forget Michigan State had that scandal, and damn near the whole roster hit the transfer portal. That's true. And then Merrill Tucker arrived. That's true. That's true. Cody says Jim Harbaugh can happen. Cody, no, it won't. Cody, no, it won't. And I think Nick uh, Nick Glenn, Daniel Glenn says something interesting here. He says, Woodward isn't looking for anyone. LL, dead set that his guy is sitting on the, on a couch up in Washington. Nah, he's not. Well, first off, he's not in Washington. Um, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were going to say that he people want to come here and he's just vetting them to come here. Um yeah. Shane says, Riley isn't coming. I would love to have him, but OU isn't letting him leave. Very very possible. But look, we've seen we've seen Scott Woolworth not get outbid before. It ain't gonna be for a lack of money. It ain't gonna be for a lack of money, I'll tell you that. I'll one hundred percent tell you that. Uh and all and just also says expect except Jimbo Fisher. Guys, I don't see the whole Jimbo Fisher thing. I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I can't see it. Um, I think that there's too many boosters that are out there that were out there that are kind of pretty much done with Jimbo. Like, would call Scott and say, we're not giving you any more money if you hire Jimbo. Like, that, they're that pissed off. Um, just how everything went down. You know, when, when you went back to the when. LSU went back to the negotiation table with Jimbo Fisher. He kept raising the price on him, and they got to a point where LSU said, "Screw you, you know, you you know, good lint liquor." And they were LSU was out. They they literally said, "Look, you know, good lint liquor. Stop raising the price. We'll give you one. You know, we'll raise it to this like you asked, but you raise it again, we're gonna punch you in the face." And he he did it again, and and LSU was out. So, I, 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 guys, I just can't see that happening. Um, so, we'll see. All right, guys, we will see y'all Saturday for the post-game show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the subscription button. Hit the notification bell. Uh, we'll be live again um, for the post-game. Uh, before we get out of here, i got to talk about my good friends, Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. It's 225-937-7220. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS. Since you on by our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600, 985-386-7600. 
telling Blake Rafino at AYS since you on by. All right, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.